you're actually in New Zealand today, right? I am. And I'm in Sydney. You were supposed to be here, but I guess you figured that there's no point since you destroyed your surfboard last week. Dude, that was bad. So, <laughs> seriously. Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Shramko and Tarky Moore. Hey, welcome to Sales Marketing Profit. I'm one of your co-hosts, James Shramko, and also we have Taki Moore. Hey, man. How are you? Good. This is episode one. We're straight out of the gates. The purpose of this podcast was pretty much formulated over a burrito after a surf, and we thought it'd be really good to share some ideas around sales and marketing that lead to lots of profit in your business. What do you think? Yeah, exactly right. That's the plan. Sales, marketing, profit. And you and I have been having a burrito. Sorry, we started off as Burger Friday and now it's, you know, it's burritos because they're yummy and by the surf. And we just thought, why don't we kind of share some of the conversations we have offline with some other crew? It'd be good. Exactly. Now that my uh, minimum viable tests have proven that uh, this will undoubtedly be a successful podcast, people are very interested in what you have to say about these topics. You've certainly forged a name for yourself in the coaching space. You have a, a website called coachmarketingmachine.com. Right. And you help coaches make more profits and help them do it in a leveraged way, right? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, dude, can I do your intro? Yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Yeah, right. So James is a complete ledge. Uh, not only is he about nine levels of surfing above me, but he's it was actually probably more like 900 levels of surfing above me. I didn't want to put you down. You're a gun. Most of the content marketing stuff that I'm kind of famous for in my niche, a lot of that, probably 80 or 90% of that has come out of conversations directly with you. So you're kind of my go-to guy when it comes to web and especially around authority marketing. And I just kind of Love being able to throw your question and get a, a no BS straight answer. So thanks for that. You came and spoke at one of my events, actually, when we talked about authority marketing a year or so ago. And uh, I was lucky enough to come and speak at Superfast Business. You're a, a rock god in your own right. So uh, let's do it. Right. And, and, and just to encapsulate this section of the show, Taki was very popular speaker at my event and covered, uh, at my request, the topic of webinars, especially customer acquisition, customer delivery, retention. You are a rock star presenter. You have great information. So what we're trying to do is capture the best of you, the best of me, put it into one show and introduce our ideas to the world. And if people want to find out more, then they can go over to your coachmarketingmachine.com site. Yep. And or get- Superfast Business, right? It's superfastbusiness.com and that's where we have our stuff. But for now, let's get stuck into the show premise. And what we're going to do each week that we put together a show, and we'll we'll try and have a weekly frequency, but it might be more or less, we're going to cover a case study. We're actually going to talk about real things that have happened to our students. And we're going to cover one each week. And over time, I think we'd also like to respond to comments from listeners. We'll actually take some questions and see if we have a case study within our own experience realm that fits that question so that we can answer it. So please participate, post your comments on iTunes where you see this podcast, check out the website at salesmarketingprofit.com. We are interested in hearing from you. So this week, we're going to rip into one of your case studies, Taki, and I'll let you describe the situation. Yeah, cool. This gentleman, Anonymous, we'll just share first names. His name's Tristan, and he's a great coach. And he came to me 
let's call it six months ago, maybe might be a little bit less, but six months ago. So this guy gets on the phone with me, kind of finds me through, you know, through the authority marketing stuff I do, and then tells me a little bit about his situation. His situation is this. He's been doing you know, his work for many years and has been successful to a point. You know what it's like when people you, know, you kind of hit a little bit of a ceiling and you feel like you know, hit a plateau. It's same year after year after year. He's working really, really hard. He's frustrated because his money isn't growing. And he's doing, I don't know, let's call it 20K a month, you know, 15 to 20K a month. Wants to do webinars. His list is small, super frustrated, and just a little bit over it, to be perfectly honest. So he hit the ceiling. Yeah, hit the ceiling and hit it early. Like he's, he's working the equivalent of, you know, one and a half full-time jobs and just not, not making the money to show for it. It was actually really funny. Chatting with this guy, he was in a uh, – when we had our kind of our – conversation to find out if he was a, a match for me or not and if I was a match for him. He was the most nervous prospect I've ever spoken to in my life, like really worried about jumping in and having a go. And he asked a question that I've never ever been asked before, which is, you know, can I talk to some of your clients? You know, can I talk to one of your clients? It's like, all right, man. Well, I happen to be in a van right now with one of my clients, Randall, in Brisbane. And if you want, we can pull over. I'll jump out and you guys can have a chat. And so I jumped out and he had a chat, <laughs> had a chat with Randall. And I got back in and said, oh, yeah, that was really good. Thanks, Taki. But oh, just not sure about this. I said, so, dude, here's the thing. You know, there's a 30-day love it or leave it guarantee. And oh, I don't want to push you in either direction. If it's not right, maybe it's not right. He said, oh, just give me till Monday. So he takes a few days and eventually jumped in. And long story short, since then, he's done about a 450 grand worth of new business from what he's learned. And he's only really done three things for me. So that's what we're going to jump into today. I like your three things formula. I was talking to someone else about that. In fact, I had a aborted podcast recording today. I was recording a podcast and halfway through, I just stopped and I said, stop. No, I, I can't go on. I can't publish this. It's just... <laughs> what happened? Well, it was just dribble. It was the same crappy story that we hear all the time. That I was poor and broke and then it hit me and then I solved this problem and all my customers did it. And there was no content at all. It was all story and fluff. Yeah, and, yeah. and I said, listen, please go and watch Taki Moore's presentation from my event. You'll find his three problems format. It's interesting. It's engaging. It's relevant. That's what you need to do. And then he came back to me later on and he said, I have just finished watching the Taki Moore video. Wow. I'm rewriting my webinar right now. Thank you so much for sharing this. So instead of being upset with me for... Dude, you cut him off and he said thanks. I literally broke his nose, but it came back better. It repaired better than before. And then he came back saying, (laughs) later, I've rewritten my presentation based on what we talked about and Taki's video. I'll let you know how it goes. So. And that's a case study within a case study. That's but, hilarious. I, I want to let I'll let you get back to the story. Well, that's one of the things I love most about hanging out with you, James. Is you're so blunt about stuff. I, I really value that. I remember getting the I don't know what you call it, like the the speaker briefing. You know, oh before, yes, yes. Like yeah, the bit. speaker briefing before coming and speaking at your event. Here's the kind of the rules of how James runs his events, and it's totally awesome. By the way, you should, if you ever get a chance to get invited to speak at James's gig, you should. Even if it's just for the speaker briefing, because it, it was so good, man. I don't have it in front of me, but it had like two great parts. It had one part which I really loved was don't, you know, we don't want to hear about your story, and which is kind of the piece that you were just kind of interrupted this guy about. Nobody cares, and it's dribble. And uh, frankly, nobody, you know, you've been pre-vetted by me. They came to hear your content, so just get to the point. Exactly. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and the uh, the other one, I can't remember what it was, but it was. Uh, I just love that kind of bluntness. It was awesome. Yeah, I, we're we're kind of we're blunt around here, and that, that's fine, and it's it's for everyone. Just to also pick up on some of the things you've said so far, you mentioned that you have a matching process with your potential customers. I think from a marketing point of view, this is critical. 
only working with the right people. And I have a filtering process as well for my high-level group because I don't want to spend a minute helping someone who's not completely into it and a great fit for my solution. So that's a that was a huge giveaway right there. And then, of course, you talked about your guarantee, which reduces the risk for someone who wants to start. Yeah, and it, most often there's a good chance you don't need to guarantee your whole program, but you might just want to guarantee the start part because really people are just nervous about what if, I, what if I start, sign up with this person and it's wrong. You just want to make it easy for people to have a go and get out if it's not right, walk away as friends. And it's, it's probably a whole session on guarantees where there's conditional guarantees, unconditional guarantees, um, money yeah, back be- guarantees. So. Yeah, and, and better than. It's all, yeah, better than money back guarantees. It's awesome. Right. So back to the story. You've decamped the van. You've let them have a little catch up and then he, and he needed a bit of time. And then yeah, anyway, so he came back to me. Yeah, so I don't, like, here's my rule. I don't chase people. So he was like, he's either going to be a match or he's not. Comes back to me a few days later to say, okay, I'm ready to do this. He jumps on board and gets started. So one of the things that clients do with me and with you, which is where these little case studies most often come from, is our coaching sessions with clients, right? He's got this really interesting situation. He's been given an opportunity to run a webinar for a fairly large corporate but they're really strict. Basically, they're going to promote him to all of their list, but he's not allowed to sell. He's not allowed to have an opt-in offer. He's not allowed to anything. Like, it's super, super strict. He's meant to teach and walk away, and he's not even allowed to have, like, his slide or branding on anything. And so his question to me is, well, how do I make the most of an opportunity? Like, it's great that I've got this exposure, but I don't just want exposure. I want to turn it into money if I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we came up with this really simple three-step strategy, which I'd love to kind of walk people through right now. And so the three steps are, number one, education-based marketing, and I'll, we'll dig in deeper, but it's overview. Number one, education-based marketing. Number two a well-packaged free session offer, and we'll jump into that. And then step three is the strategy session itself. And the strategy session is you know, the sales appointment that you do to turn a prospect into a client. And so we've got some education-based marketing, which is where he's going to teach his stuff and teach people what to want so they want to work with him. Then he's got a really well-packaged free session offer, which is a, like basically an offer for a sales appointment. But if your webinar advertised, you know, if, or if your marketing advertised a free sales appointment, probably not too many people are going <laughs> to take you up on that. So how do you wrap that up nicely? And then how do you do the strategy session well? It's kind of really the, the only three things that he's done with me, but he's, he's turned that into a bunch of good stuff. So should we jump in? Yeah, let's dive in. All right. So we'll start with number one, the education-based marketing. And his specific problem was that he's not allowed to pitch or sell anything. Your first goal should be Anytime you're doing a, a webinar for somebody else's list, even if you're not allowed to sell, your first job should be to get as many of the people from their list onto yours as you possibly can. So my go-to place is, can we run the webinar on your go-to webinar account so that everyone who registers you know, as a byproduct is in your list? And he said, well, I'd love to do that, but we're using their webinar account. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm like, okay, no worries. Cool. So then it's like, well, what can we do that gets the list? Even if the whole webinar you know, tanked, but you still got the list. And so we just created a worksheet. What he said to people at the start of the webinar was, so really glad, to, really glad to have you here. We're going to kick off in about three minutes' time, but just before we do, I want to let you know that in a, about halfway through, there's a worksheet that you're going to need, and it's going to walk you through the you know, X, Y, and Z and ABC. You're going to find it really helpful, and all I want you to do right now as we get started is to go to this website and download it. So all of these people go to his website, uh, put in their email address and opt in, and on the thank you page, they download the form. So he's basically collected the whole list before he's even said a single word, which is cool. So that was kind of the first thing that we did in terms of building his list. So he gets around, it was, it was a smallish webinar, 100 people. He got 90 odd of them to join his database, which is cool. Wow, that's called harvesting. Yeah, it's exactly. It's skimming the room. Uh, it's the equivalent <laughs> of being, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, front of an audience live in a room it's like you know collecting the business card of everybody there in return for a free book or something like that but he's just done it most people wait to the end of the webinar which is cool but if you could do it right at the front 
then it's perfect because he does it up front. He does it just before the you know, just before that part in his talk as well. And then once again at the end he can give so he's basically got three call to actions just to download his free gift, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Sounds good so far. Yeah. So the idea of this education based marketing is really simple. It's like nobody likes to be sold, but everyone loves to learn about how to solve their problems. And so his whole webinar is about it just kind of sets up the three big problems that people in his market have, what the impact of the three problems are, and then he points to, you know, he kind of talks about his solutions for fixing them without, you know, being all douchey and salesy about it. At the end of this webinar, because he wasn't allowed to say, hey, go here and buy my stuff, he does a well-packaged free session offer, which kind of part two, and I'm happy to dig in and, and go deeper on anything you want me to, James. You're the, I'm kind of putty in your hands here. Well, I think you're doing a great job. I, I think about this from the perspective of a listener. I, yep. I have so much context with you that we have to assume no prior knowledge. We have to think, what would someone be thinking when they're listening to this? I'd, and I'd, I, reckon they'll be, I reckon they'll be thinking, uh, yes, Taki, dig in. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. So why don't we kind of overview it? Yep. I'll, go, I'll go kind of half deep and then we can kind of clarify anything that needs to be clarified. How about that? Perfect plan. At the end of his webinar, he wants people to hopefully book in a one-on-one sales appointment with him because if he's not allowed to sell in front of them, he wants to, he still wants to sell, but he's got to take his selling sort of offline, out of the spotlight, in his own environment, not in front of the JV partner. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What he could do is he could say, you know, if this makes sense for you and you want to talk to me, here's my details and you can request a session with me. That feels a little bit salesy, particularly in front of a, a, a large corporate. And so what he did was really smart. He created a pack. He basically bundled three things together and made that his free offer. And so the three things were, he, he called it a practice growth pack. And the three things were, number one, there was a free report that he'd written, some kind of PDF downloadable thing. There was an audio of a time where he'd been interviewed, but it could have just been any, any kind of audio file, like a CD or a, you know, an MP3 file. And then the third piece of this practice growth pack was practice audit with him, which is the name that he gives his sales appointment. So rather than just kind of put the focus all on, hey, you, you talk to me and we have a sales session, he's put the focus on you get this pack and it's got you know, two-thirds value and one-third value in a conversation with him. And so because he's done this, uh, of the 90-odd names or the 100-odd people on his webinar, 27 said yes to his pack, which is fine. Beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, totally could be better, but first go, he's done, he's done all right. So 27 people said yes and they've just gone to another page, popped in their details and on that page, they do three things. Number one, they download the PDF. Number two, they download the audio file. And number three, they click a link and book into his calendar using Time Trade, which is a tool that you know, links up with his Google Calendar and lets people kind of book, book appointments with you online. That's Time Trade. I'm going to do the slow speaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, I do I, talk quick. Well, of all the presentations at my event, my transcribers sent me a couple of extra queries on your one because you do speak so quickly when you get excited. I totally do and I'm an excitable chap. My transcriber says that she's never had anyone else have quite such a high words per minute count as me. So uh, I'll you, do you my are, best to slow Man, you pack in the value. That's fine. I'll, I'm here to, to uh, help the transcribers. So I'll pack in the value and you can unpack yeah, the value. exactly. I'll just I'll highlight things like time trade. Dot com. Yeah, <laughs> time trade. Dot com. It's a brilliant tool, by the way. It's like 49 bucks a year and Something like that. It comes with a. It used to come with a three-month free trial. I'm pretty sure it still does. 
And it just means if you ever, you know, if you have sales appointments or even coaching calls or one-on-one sessions with people in your sales process or your marketing process or even your delivery, just being able to kind of send somebody a link and they can click and book themselves into your calendar so you don't have to do that. Hey, James, do you want to catch up? Yeah, man, that'd be great. When do you think? Oh, Thursday. Oh, I can't do Thursday. What about Friday? No, I'm having a burger. I'm, you know, just, it eliminates all of that backwards and forwards. It's really good. I and you can block, have. I can block out the tide charts so that I'm never compromising a good surf. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking about this just for logistics sake. You're actually in New Zealand today, right? I am. And I'm in Sydney. You were supposed to be here, but I guess you figured that there's no point since you destroyed your surfboard last week. Dude, that was bad. So <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I was just, James, uh, James got a brand new board and part of his cost justification of buying the new board was selling his old board to me, which was awesome. And then so we're paddling out the other day and I said, dude, I haven't paid you for this board. And you said, no, don't worry about it, man. It was just really kind of price justifying it in my mind and I've done the, justific- you've done the transaction. Yeah, now, so I've dealt with board. it. Dealt with it, so it's all good. You can have the board. I'm like, awesome. And then about about 30 seconds later or maybe a minute later, I uh, accidentally dropped in on somebody or he dropped out. I'm not very good at surf rules. So anyway, long story. And he got fin chopped. Yeah, some dude like lands on my board and I've got like a big gash taken out like a uh, like a baby shark had a go. It's pretty funny. I like how he said, oh, look what I've done to your board. <laughs> okay, so um, this guy, he's made 27. So he's got 27 people say yes to his pack. Yep. Now, not all 27 appointments happened. Kind of 19 of the appointments actually went ahead. Some of them he disqualified out, which is really important. We talked about that right at the start. And some of them just didn't, you know, didn't book in the session and his follow-up kind of came to naught. But that's okay. He had kind of 19 sales appointments. So that's kind of the, the second piece is this free session offer. And so let me just give you a quick little tip around this. If you do want to offer a sales appointment to somebody, for goodness sake, number one, don't call it a sales appointment. There's really there's really three things that we want to do to kind of build the value of your appointment. And the first thing I think you should do is you want to you want to give it a great title. You know, we want to have like a sexy session that people actually want. So for me, that that probably looks like some combination of the target audience you're doing the session for with the result that it offers. So for me, yeah, maybe if I, if I was doing one-on-one sales appointments, maybe I would call mine like a uh, a cash and clients strategy session or something or like that. Or a discovery session. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a discovery session, an audit. Let's, so, or a fit or a right fit session. Yeah, it could In be fact, a right fit session. I mean, I, I don't know if mine's right or wrong, but I actually call it an application where people are applying to yeah, to actually because, be qualified or not to work with me. Yeah, so yours is actually the next level beyond a, a sales call. It's like people have said, yes, I want to do this. They know all about it. They know what the program is and how much it costs, what kind of results they can get, what the kind of wins that other people get inside Silver Circle. And they've said, yes, I want to apply to join your program. And so this is an important distinction. This is where marketing done well reduces your requirement to sell. Correct. So it's like a, there's an inverse relationship, more marketing, less, less selling. 100%. Yeah, good marketing makes sales easy and often unnecessary. Absolutely. And I think this, this is like, I know we're going to generate questions, which I'm excited about because we can sweep back checking the comments on our website and also on iTunes. We can answer these, but these are core beliefs that you and I hold, which is why we've never had to be hypey. We've never had to be hard sales or, or cold sales people. So, or have to have like special deals or like you discounts, know, having yeah, crazy bid, scarcity, which I call exactly. a financial apology, actually, a discount. <laughs> It's apologizing for lacking in some other area. That's really interesting. I think the other reason discounting sucks is it is it it's less profitable. Yes, a it's less profitable, so it lets you do. You you can't do as many price towns, dude. You're stealing my thunder, but you're exactly right. It attracts price towns. It gets people to kind of only you know 
compare you based on price, which is ridiculous. It's, it's kind of bad for e- in every sense of the word. Worse customers, less profit, less fun. It's yuck. Okay, so the thunder's back in your court. Tell, take us through, talk us home on this case study. All right, cool, man. So he gets to these appointments, and up until now, he hadn't, didn't have a framework, which is another of our core beliefs, you know, that we've got to have a framework for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't have a framework for doing a, a strategy session. And so if you break a sales one, let's say it goes for an hour, but maybe it's 45, assuming you're taking someone from cold to sold in, in a session, right? It could be over the phone or face-to-face or whatever. Really, there's three... In fact, the way I draw this out, James, if you've got a pen, maybe draw the same. Just draw a little grid, like a, a noughts and crosses, you know, like a mm-hmm. Sudoku, three by three. Oh, the nine, the nine, nine square. Nine boxes. Thing. Yeah, nine squares. You know, three along the top, three in the middle, three down the bottom. And uh, the top three are all about what you do right at the start of the appointment. Uh, for me, that's about leading the prospect. Most people have no idea how one of these sessions is supposed to go. So in the first you know, three minutes, you put them at ease, you show them how it's going to work, and you, you take control. I'll explain that in a sec. The middle three is where you spend 80% of your time, and this is – Stretching the gap. Uh, the, so the middle three are about stretching the gap, which is kind of the gap between where they are and where they want to be and what's holding them back. And we'll go into that in a GIF. And the bottom three is where you get hired. So we've got lead the prospect, stretch the gap, and get hired. And uh, shall we fill in these nine boxes? And I'll just, we'll just do a quick, like a, a quick overview of how this works. Let's do it. All right. So first thing you do, top left box, is you build rapport. And uh, you know, so basic 101 that we're not even going to talk about this. You just kind of ask them about their cat and their life and the weather you got 60 seconds just to kind of create a connection and start a conversation. It's basic. Yep. Number two, you set the agenda. So this is middle box, top row. Yep. You set the agenda, which is like, so I've got a little framework for conversations like this that helps us cover all the bases. Is it okay if I run through it? They'll say, sure, because they don't know how it's meant to go. So really, I want to do three things. Number one, I want to get really clear about where you want to go and what the future, you know, what the ideal future looks like for you. Number two, I want to zoom back to now and have a good, clear look at how it works right now, what's on your plate and how it all works. So I've got a sense of you know, what we've got to play with, what we've got to work with. And then thirdly, if I know where you want to go and where you are right now, the only other question is, so what do we need to do to get you there quickly? Mm-hmm. Is that cool? And they'll say, sure. So that's your agenda. The third thing I do in the top, top right is I want to get people really, really clear that the goal of this call is not to get free information. The goal of this call is to make some decisions about them and their business, right? And so I ask the decision question. In fact, my personal trainer, when I first started working with him, said, Taki, this is great. I'm really glad you called me. But why are you calling me and why are you calling me now? And I just think it's the best question in the world. Why me? Why now? And it just gets people to tell you why they think you're a legend and what's going on in their world that means they need to actually do something rather than just collect free info off you. Yeah, I've seen that where people want you to solve the problem, but it's, it's only really the whole appointment is to work out if you are going to be the right person to solve the problem, not to actually solve the problem on the spot. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my goal in this session is that everyone feels like it's incredibly valuable. They get really, really clear and that they hire you. I should preface this by saying that uh, when I do this process, we convert 94% of the people who have these sessions into clients. And uh, my clients typically go from you know, wherever they used to sell to 70 to 80, maybe 85% just after kind of learning this in a little bit more detail. Than we yeah, can. and like in layman's terms, what we're talking about here is a sales script. Yeah, it's a sales framework. Exactly. I wouldn't say a script because you can pretty much put whatever you want in there, but it's like so long as if you cover these nine things, you're golden every single time. Yeah. It really resonates with me because when I was a salesperson for a living <laughs> selling high-end motor vehicles at Mercedes-Benz, on the back of my calculator was a prompt sheet and it had all the questions that I needed to ask someone when they phoned up. What they currently driving? What would they like to change about it? When were they looking to make that change? So it's a very similar codec to what you're talking about and this is the most important point. 
if you're selling by winging it and just freewheeling it every time you pick up the phone or on Skype, then you are missing out. You have to have a framework, no matter how professional you think you are. A framework is what is going to get you a consistent result. Totally. Uh, I think it was David Sandler from the Sandler Sales Institute said that if you don't have a system for selling, you'll always be at the mercy of your prospect system for buying. It's so true. People- uh, and, and, and you cover that beautifully with setting the agenda because, as you said, a lot of people don't know how to buy a mastermind or a coaching solution because they've never done it before. Of course. And, and we actually, even selling motor vehicles, we used to re-educate people how they should buy a motor vehicle because they used to think that it was about haggling for their best deal. And we would completely reset their whole framework by explaining that the right deal on the wrong car is not a great deal. So let's wow. just work with the car first and then we'll work on the deal second. And we'd step them right back to square one and make sure that they test drove a car before they made a purchasing decision, that it was the right solution for them. And by the time you got to the deal part, the car was almost selling itself because you actually found the right fit. 100%. What's in the middle row? Yeah, middle row. Uh, really quickly, there's three things. And the way I think about them is I draw three faces. On the, on the left, I draw a smiley face. On the middle, I draw a face with a, like a straight mouth like neither up nor down. And on the right, I draw a sad face. And so the left face is we identify the results. So this is kind of where do they really want to be? And so if we were having this conversation, James, it'd be something like, okay, great. So let's just jump straight in. What I'd love to do is get really, really clear about how you want this thing to look. And so if we were having this conversation, maybe like a Dan Sullivan question you could throw in, you know, in 12 months time, and we're looking back on that 12 months, what would have to happen for you to feel really happy with your progress? Or just quite, quite simply, how do you want your business to look different in 12 months? And you just let people go really wide with all of the things they want to be different and then take them deep to give you specifics on each of those and then feed it back to them, check in and make sure you've got it right. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that process for where it is right now, sorry, where you want to go, which is left. Then we're going to change gears and go, great, I feel like I've got a really good handle on where you want to go. Let's talk about how it is right now. And you're going to ask them a bunch of questions to get really clear about their current situation. Yep. So again, you're going to go wide get lots of answers. You're going to go deep on the most important answers. You're going to feed it back to them and make sure that you've got it and then check in and make sure you're on track. And if you are, then awesome. Now I know where you are and where you want to go. What I'd love to do now is get really clear about everything that's holding you back. So if that's where you want to, you know, that's where you want to be and this is where you are right now, why aren't we there right now? I want to know everything that's broken or standing in the way or getting in the way from you hitting the results you're after. And people just give you the big list of everything, all of the reasons why, you know, because people hire you because I really want X, but Y is stopping me. And so I want to get. And which square are we in now, Taki? I've just gone right across and now I'm in yep. right hand side. I thought so. So that's um... roadblocks. So it, three, the three keywords are results, which is left. Yep. Reality, which is middle, and roadblocks, which is right. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm on the same page. That's awesome, man. And thanks for uh, recalibrating the room. I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so basically, you, all you've done is just done a really, really good job of getting really clear about what their hopes and dreams are, what they really want, where they are right now, and then everything that's holding them back. And the way I think about that middle band is like stretching a rubber band. I get really, I, you know, when I talk about re, you know, the results they want, we're pulling the rubber band out to the right. And then when we talk about where they are right now, it stretches a little bit, you know, the other hand stretches back to the left. And then when we go the roadblocks, what's holding you back, it really stretches. And there's this tension that builds up. And really, the tension is the only way that they can solve the tension is to come closer to the person holding the rubber band, and that's you. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I love it. And, and again, it's um, really leveraging the same thought concept of the selling methodology that I learned called spin selling right. way back, which was finding out their current situation, identifying all the problems, extrapolating those into all the implications that could happen if they don't solve the problem, and mm. then you 
eventually step in with the solution. So it, it really is like stretching a rubber band. Totally. And that's, like, I mean, that's a great way of going super when, deep on that, on the second and third faces. It's really like saying, well, if, it's extending the roadblocks to the point, well, what would happen if you don't fix them? Yeah, if nothing, if, if exactly. So one of my favorite questions was, you know, if nothing changes and things stay the same, what's the, you know, what's the impact of that going to be on the business and what's the impact going to be on you? And it's just stretching it out further and further. And it's good. I love it, man. It's helpful. Let's go to the bottom row. All right, so the bottom row is all about getting hired. And the first thing you do is you just check in for value and say, great, so let me just kind of, here's what I've got so far. And you just kind of read back everything they've told you and say, is there anything I've missed? And I say, no. Okay, so what's been most valuable for you so far? And it felt like a really weird question the first time I asked that because I felt like I hadn't really fixed anything yet. And uh, it's true, but you've done a whole, been super valuable because for the first time ever, probably they've been able to get all their stuff out on one page and yeah, now they're in a place where they can face it. Well, they probably are it. able to focus on their own hot button much more clearly. Correct. So this process is a little bit dangerous because people could buy pretty much whatever you sold them if you do a good job. So I think about the difference between kind of trying to impress people and trying to assess their application. And so your job is the, you're the judge of are we a fit or not. And if they're not, then you just walk yep. away. And it's very important to reject people who aren't right for you because they can damage you and themselves. Yeah. You know, never be desperate for a deal. Totally. I literally said no to a prospect about two hours ago who really, really wanted to do something. And we're just, you know, he's a really good guy. He's totally cool, but it's, you know, it's just not now for him. I'm not, he's not ready for me. Oh, and I've had the same two or three in a row where I felt that either there's someone who could solve their problem better than me, like specific to their needs, or that they would drive me insane <laughs> exactly. and I should, under no circumstances, yeah. get anywhere yeah, near Yeah, there's a little person. voice in your head saying, run! And you, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When they, when they tell me that they're very needy and the biggest concern is they won't have enough personal time yeah. with me and that they're not sure <laughs> if they're ready yet, I'm like, I just agree yeah. with them. You know, I, I think you're right. Listen to that nagging voice yeah. in your Before head. Before you become a nagging voice you, in my yeah. head and you need, yeah, you need to be more resourceful to, to be able to cope with my system. That's true. That's true. Because you're going to get a loving smackdown every Tuesday from James. It's awesome. And I don't want to do it. I want to have joy and bliss in my calls. So I, I surround myself with fantastic yeah, we students. We don't have that in common. So we have, is that the middle? That's, box that's kind of bottom left. Is checking, checking the value, the value yeah, most value, value so, far, so far. Right? The next two, the next two boxes, we do them in a loop. So it's two separate boxes, but really we do one after the other, and we kind of keep rotating through. And so the first thing that we do is we ask three specific questions. This would be that middle box. So I might just do a letter Q for questions. And the yep. questions, the mindset behind the questions is that you don't want to be like some people do like assume the sale and they teach you to like do all these kind of closing techniques. My assumption is <laughs> – Hang on. So you're not doing 37 tie-downs and, and close, closing techniques? No, and I'm not doing – So Mr. Prospect, would you like it on in, in blue or red or or any of that? You know, Will that be charge card or direct deposit? Yeah, I don't do any of that card. I hate that. I think it's just creepy. So uh, <laughs> what we want to do instead is I want to assume the not sale. In fact, I want to be going slower than the prospect is and I want them to drag me across the sales line. Yeah, it's kind of my mindset around this stuff. So, uh, I asked three questions, and it kind of the whole like my voice right now with you is kind of up and excited. The only people who are up and excited are the salespeople and friends and family. You're not their friends and family, so let's not position yourself as a salesperson. So I take all the air out of the balloon, and my tone is kind of serious most of the way through this conversation. I'm just going to ask three questions, and I imagine holding the prospect in an, like in my open hand, not pushing them or not pulling them, just kind of having it there. And I say, so I just wanted to check in: is this making sense so far? And they'll say, yeah. Okay, I just need to make sure. Are you 100% comfortable with everything so far? And that's you know, question number two. And I'll say, yeah. 
where do you think we should go from here is question number three. And they'll say, you know, basically, they've just had uh, 30 minutes of me asking all the questions and now they're hoping that I've got some kind of solution, right? And so they say, well, I don't know. Now, you know, you know all about me. What do you think? And so that's, you know, that's them pulling me towards the line, yeah? Yep. And so the, if that's the middle box, the bottom right-hand box is me giving out my prescriptions but only one pill at a time. Yep. Give them one little piece and then I'll check in for, is this making sense? Yep. Are you comfortable so far? Uh-huh. Where do you think we should go from here? Takes five of those questions and the last question they, after I say, where do you think we should go from here? The, fi- the fifth or the sixth one is always, okay, so how do I get started? Yep. And I just tell them and away we go. If we loop back to case study, Tristan really only did three things. He had education-based marketing, which kind of set up the need, taught great value, and positioned his solution in a really, really favorable light. Number two, he packaged up his free session offer in a way that wasn't, hey, come and get my free sales appointment. If you remember, he had a bundle with a, an audio and a PDF and a session. Yep. And then uh, thirdly, he did this nine-box sales appointment, and he did it a bunch of times. Of the 19 that he did, 16 became clients, which is crazy awesome, and he made 300 and, 390 grand off that first webinar campaign, you know, webinar plus consults, which is kind of exciting. So that's kind of, that's Tristan's, you know, that's the Tristan case study. That is fantastic. I mean, it's super huge delivery and I'm very excited about where we're going to go with these podcasts. I've got a couple of things to add to things that you can do if you get into a speaking environment where you can't, oh, I'd love to. Where, yeah, yeah. where you can't pitch. Because yep. I think this probably do? comes up a fair bit. I, I helped one of my students who was invited to speak in front of 1,800 people and couldn't pitch. So I just said to him, simply do this. Just put into your presentation the following statement. And it was, I come to these events so that I can connect and to help people solve their challenges because I'm really passionate about helping you overcome whatever your challenge is with this particular field, his specialty. Mm. Yep. So I would love to meet you. I want to meet you personally while I'm at this event. So please come and say hi to me as soon as I come down from stage here. Wow. Awesome. And he had like the whole room come at him. He had hundreds of people. And the second part of that is ask people to give you their card. So don't worry about pushing your card out. Just get people's cards. You can go back to your office and put them into a sequence with Office Autopilot or Entreport or Infusionsoft. Uh, you can send them a personal video from your iPhone. You can start your sales sequence or send them a gift pack or whatever you want. But the main thing is you've created a pool market where they're just coming to you. They're giving you their details because they want to hear from you. It's, it's permission marketing at its best. And it's uh, basically telling them that you want to connect. Love that. So that works really well. You can also use case studies in your presentation. So quite often I'll use case studies of my podcasts when I'm at a no-pitch event, which is the main type of event that I present at these days. And the fact that I'm using a case study of my own podcast means that I've got my logos there. People will invariably be intrigued enough to go and listen to my podcast, to go and have a look at at what it's all about. I I can guarantee you that I will be actively talking about sales marketing profit podcasts with Taki Moore because I know that the stuff we give away for free is the sort of stuff I would love to share at a live presentation and, and people will invariably come along and listen to it. 
uh, perhaps how the, how they found this show in the first place because I talk about it somewhere else. So case studies are great because you're also proving that your customers get results. Like anyone listening to this would come to the conclusion that you are a marvelous genius because you've helped Tristan get uh, $390,000 from the technique that you've just shared with us and there's plenty more coming. Totally, man. It's awesome. Exactly right. I love the strategy of, of case study and I really, I'm here to connect. So come up and see me straight after. I think it's great. All we're doing is we're creating pool, just like you said. So we um, wrap up and go kind of left, lessons learned. Yeah. So we just talk about what, just recapping today's case study. What does it actually mean? Who is it for? What are the big lessons from it? Let's see if we can nugget this down into actionable items. Yeah, cool. So I've, I've got a few and, I'm, and there's probably some that you picked up too. So why don't we kind of go backwards and forwards? I'll go first. One of the big things that Tristan did, and I didn't explicitly say this, but you know, like you, I teach a ton of different strategies for different people. And what Tristan did, he's, he picked one little thing. So the first thing is, you know, don't do everything. Just pick one and get great at at implementing. In his case, it was implementing a simple sales process. Yeah, I think if you can nail down this consult, if you're dealing with high level program where you have a high value customer and you are speaking to them directly, you'll really want to have this framework happening for you. Correct. Totally right. I had uh, bundle your sales appointment up to maximize its value and uptake. So rather than say, hey, free sales appointment with me, he bundled up. He had, gave it a great name and had some bullet points about what you get out of the session and a, you know, a reason why they could get it today. But also it was bundled up with a PDF and an MP3 file. So bundle up your conversion conversations to make them you know, more valuable. Yeah, and rename them obviously from a sales appointment. And I also have had similar success with webinars by calling them free business coaching. Yeah, right. That's interesting. I call mine uh, online workshops, but yeah, same idea. It's like Exactly, because a lot of people don't even know what a webinar is. So think about what it is that your – what is your process and what is the most acceptable and exciting term that is accurate – to describe what you're doing that is appealing for someone to move forward for. And I think if you were to listen to someone like Dean Jackson, he would talk about this as bringing the cookies on the tray, you know, hot cookies right in front of the prospect. Instead of making them go to the fridge, this is it's, it's so tempting that you just want it. And I think a lot of people are really attracted to free business coaching versus to attend an online webinar where they get to be pitched to. So <laughs> Exactly. Especially considering that 90% of the webinars out there are just horrendously bad. Um, that's awesome. Totally, man. So I think that's, that's 100% true. The other thing that I, I think is kind of a lesson, and it's, it's really the kind of the, one of the big secrets that you and I have in common is that uh, whether you keep it in your reminders app like you do or in Evernote like I do, is to have a framework for everything. You know, I've got this mantra that says framework before work. And if you have to do something again and again and again, the very first thing you should do is either acquire or create a framework to, so to make sure you do it great every single time. Otherwise, you're like, you know, like you were talking about before, James, where you're winging it every single time and your results are going to be patchy at best. And as a very experienced sales manager, I can assure you that what happens next is you get expert error and people start skipping the framework when they think they know it. And they only need to miss one or two steps and the whole thing fails. It's like missing one key ingredient in baking a cake. It could flop in the pan or it could be completely destroy the whole meal. Like 
as soon as you think you're an expert and you know everything and you stop using your framework, that's when you fall flat on your face. So I would encourage you to be like an airline pilot or an anesthetist in the hospital. Use your checklist every single time, no matter how long you've been doing it, no matter how professional you think you are, you've got to use your framework because it is a way to reduce errors and maximize your profits. Yeah, exactly right. There's a I've got this great client called Rob, and maybe we'll do a, a case study about him in the future. But Rob learnt a you know this process and one other from me, and uh, literally he's just got them printed out, stuck on the wall in front of his computer, and he does these sales appointments time after time after time. You know, in the last he used to close ten percent of his deals, man, like ten percent into a high end offer, eighteen grand, I think it is seventeen, eighteen grand, and he's done last month before he met me, he did eighty sales appointments and closed eight. In the last two weeks, he's closed sixteen uh, from twenty two appointments. Just because he's got a framework now, he's just following it like a like a machine. It's awesome. So he's very very happy. He's a very happy boy. Um, so let's talk about action steps. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to skip way, the I, new. I don't know the yeah the process. I'm I'm new to doing a podcast with you, James. So uh, uh, yeah, that's all right. Be the driver. I'll follow. I'm new to doing a podcast with you too, Taki. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite often we'd have news. We'd talk about upcoming events, etc. Yep. Like if you've got an event coming, or I've got an event coming. If you've got any news there then uh, we could put it in there. I reckon the only news really is that we've started this podcast called Sales Marketing Profit, but you're already yes. here, so I'm glad that you're listening. Yeah, so thanks very much. Uh, then we, we quite often will read out comments from listeners, but we don't have any presently. We'll skip that bit. So really just summarizing the point of this episode, and then this is where we might get some clues as to what we might even name the episode. But this is um, pretty much a case study revolving around moving potential audience into a reality customer. Correct. Exactly right. I think the, the big takeaway is that you need a simple sales process. In this case, it was education-based marketing and then a, a, six, you know, a free session offer that was named well and then a, how to do the session. Perfect. Well, I'll run with that summary. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> so action step, what can we do? We are listening to this episode. We're very excited about it. Probably listener has sat down and drawn out a nine- part grid like I have and I would suggest the action step might be something along the lines of commit this to some kind of system whether it's a piece of paper an Evernote or a Midas app post-it note on your computer that you can start implementing from today for your discovery session sales sessions whatever you want to yeah, call them I think for your free sales appointment is what we should call it it's how to do a yeah. free sales appointment <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, man, I think that's great. That's exactly the action step is to either use the nine-step grid that we just walked through or create your own if your industry slash business is different for whatever reason. But build a framework this week and then start using it straight away. That's it. End of story. End of episode. Taki, thanks so much for joining hey, us. Hey, dude, we did it. That was awesome. We did it. And uh, plenty more coming. We've got more case studies from real customers getting real results. And if you want to check it out, go over to coachmarketingmachine.com or uh, you could check out silvercircle.com uh, Taki and I both help students go and see which one's right for you we'll see you on a future episode perfect man hey it was great fun talk to you soon bye buddy you're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore visit salesmarketingprofit.com